good day to you all. The name behind the voice is Manuel Hansos van and today I'm going to share on the topic entitled Trust the Process. Say to your neighbor, trust the process. There are times when God puts things in our hearts and it can be through dreams, aspirations or goals and he gives them to us right away. There are other times and this seems to be the majority when God puts things in our hearts and then makes us wait. Often we can wonder what God is doing we can begin to ask, did I really hear from God? Or perhaps the biggest question that we can ask is, God, what is taking you so long? Amen. I have found out that during those times of waiting, God prepares us for his promise. Amen. During our waiting, he teaches us things. He grows our character, our faith, and our ability to do what we feel we are called to do. God takes us through a process. And the question now is, will you trust the process? Amen. Say to your neighbor, will you trust the process? I'm going to dwell on a quite number of points. And my first point is entitled, will you trust the process? Amen. In 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, God came to Samuel and told him, I have rejected Saul as king. Go to the tribe of Jesse, where I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Samuel was a prophet, but it didn't take a prophet to assume that anointing another king while Saul was on the throne might not go well. Samuel responded to God and told him that he would be killed if Saul found out. Then God said, Take a cow and put together a sacrifice to me and invite Jesse and his sons to the sacrifice. Amen. When Samuel arrived in Bethlehem to speak with Jesse, the elders in the town were afraid. After all, when a prophet appeared in those days, it meant that there was trouble. Samuel told them, Don't worry, I have come to make a sacrifice to God, and they are all invited. Amen. Point number two, chosen by God. Jesse and his sons and the whole town showed up to watch the sacrifice that Samuel was talking about. As Samuel watched Jesus' sons arrive, he had a hunch about who Yahweh had in mind for the new king, Eliab, which was Jesus' oldest son. Let us read from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6. It says, When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. Amen. Samuel probably had his reasons for considering Eliab for the throne. 
He was the oldest and would have been the first in line to receive his father's inheritance. He was also probably the tallest and most physically fit out of Jesus' sons. Or perhaps he had even stayed as the wide receiver for Bethlehem High School football or made the first team, whatever I may say, is, as we may refer to the modern lifestyle. With all this to frame his thinking, Samuel thought Eliab was definitely the one God in mind. Let us read from the book of First Samuel, chapter 16, verse 7. It says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen. So one after the other, each of Jesus' sons passed in front of Samuel. And Samuel could have been saying, or Jesse could, be, could have been saying, how about this one? And Samuel saying, no. This one, no. This one, no. Until all seven had passed in front of him. Hallelujah. Finally, Samuel asked Jesse, are there any more? Let us read from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 11 to 12. It says, There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Then Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So, hallelujah. So Jesse sent for his youngest son, David, and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. Hallelujah. Rise and anoint him. This is the one. My third point is the process brings the promise. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, the process brings the, the promise. You know, after reading about his anointing, I assume David takes the throne immediately. If this story was a movie, so they've instantly kicked off the throne and David would be carried on the shoulders of his people to begin ruling that day. But, however, that is not what happens. Samuel anoints David and then the story stops. There is a break in the story. Hallelujah. You may ask yourself, what does that mean? When this part of the story ends, the Bible tells us that David went back to what he was doing before, which is watching the ship. There is a part of us that wants to say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would God anoint him and then send him back to where he had been before? What was the point of anointing David anyway? Some of you may ask. Why not wait until he was ready to make David king? God anointed David so long before he became king because God wanted to take David through a process. Amen? And the anointing was a reminder of the promise that the process would bring. Hallelujah. 
point number four things have to change whilst trusting the process amen a process is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end hallelujah god knew that some things needed to happen in david's life before he could be king likewise there are some things that need to happen in our lives before we can step into what god has for us hallelujah when i think about processes i'm reminded of a story that i heard about a chinese bamboo tree amen the tree begins as a nut planted in the soil and must be watered and fertilized every single day for five years before it finally breaks through the ground all that time it spreads out its roots and if at any time the watering or fertilizing process stops the chinese bamboo tree dies in the ground amen but in that fifth year the chinese bamboo tree finally breaks through the ground and grows to nearly 90 feet tall in just six weeks the tree must take five long years of developing a strong deep wide root system so that it doesn't topple over when it is grown us as christians or us as the children of god we tend to get frustrated when we don't get five year results immediately amen the truth is though that the process is essential and everyone must go through the process to get results amen the question is will you allow the waiting to develop you or embitter you that brings me to another point and my other point is the process makes you to get better not bitter hallelujah say to your neighbor the process makes you to get better and not bitter hallelujah david could have quickly become bitter in his waiting but david doesn't become bitter amen the question now is why david knew that god was using the process to bring about god's promise for him to be king amen bitterness is unbelief in the promises of god hallelujah so here's is what happens people say but i had faith and god didn't do it and they are frustrated because they thought god said it would happen and it didn't happen if you look at this term i had faith this is a past tense statement amen this is not how faith works if you think you can have faith in a moment and have your faith go away when nothing happens in that moment it's not faith at all amen faith is what keeps you going until you see god do what he has promised hallelujah faith calls you to say i may not have seen it but if god promised it i am sure i will hallelujah if you settle in your mind that you go through a process that god will use to bring about his promises it will strengthen your faith in result you will get better instead of getting bitter hallelujah you will get better instead of of getting bitter my other point is the process makes you to be anointed not appointed amen 
the process makes you to be anointed not appointed one of the things that seem to hinder a lot of people when trying to trust the process is that they mistaken the anointing of God for the appointing of God amen David had the anointing to be king but didn't yet have the appointment to be king hallelujah sometimes you can have an anointing on your life to do something but not the appointing hallelujah think about this David could see the anointing other people could also see the anointing when Samuel poured the oil over his head and anointed him as king everyone was watching the anointing moment is where it can get tricky you can see your anointing you can be a better salesperson than anyone else you can be a great singer you have influence you can cancel you can lead and other people can see it too they tell you how talented you are how great you are and how far you will go hallelujah this can then cause you to think well i can see it and others can see it why can't god say see it amen what is god waiting for that's the question that comes to your mind and through all of this we get tunnel vision amen like a narrow-minded vision a vision like that of the horse like when a horse is in a race it gets those those shades it makes it to focus on something but then it will now be a tunnel vision because you're now limiting yourself limiting your mind limiting your thoughts limiting your ability what's tunnel vision tunnel vision happens when you're so focused on the light at the end of the tunnel that you can't see what's happening around you amen your eyes can't adjust to your surroundings because all you can see is the light up ahead so you miss things or you find yourself tripping over things because you can't see that's why i gave an example of a horse in a race if you can't see what god is doing in and around you because they're focused on a future dream you can miss out on a lot of learning experiences and opportunities along the way amen my other point is in the process preparation is key after his anointing david's appointment was to watch the sheep amen sometimes we think that watching is just something we do to pass the time until we can do what we are supposed to do but that's not the case if you are watching the sheep right now you are supposed to watch the sheep amen that's your appointment and from this point i can also derive a lesson that says preparation must come before the opportunity amen say to your neighbor preparation must come before the opportunity my other point is you can trust the process amen and this is what we see in david's life david goes back to tend the sheep and what happens let us read from the book of first samuel chapter 16 verse 14 to 19 it says now the spirit of the lord had departed from saul and an evil spirit from the lord tormented him saul's attendants said to him see 
and evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants yet to search for someone who can play the lay. He will play when the evil spirit from God comes on you and you feel better. So so said to his attendants, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. One of the servants said, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lay. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine looking man. And the Lord said to him, and the Lord is with him, sorry. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. It was while David was tending the sheep that he developed his ability to play the lay and write music. In fact, it was while David was tending the sheep, but he wrote Psalms chapter 19 verse 1. It reads, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Amen. The preparation had to come before the opportunity. Amen. Then we fast forward to the story of David and Goliath, which is in the book of First Samuel chapter 17. So read from the book of First Samuel chapter 17 from verse 32 to 36. It says, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. Amen. May the Lord bless, bless the reading of his word. Again, the preparation had to come before the opportunity. Amen. My last point to you is if you shortcut the process, you short circuit the product. Amen. David had to prepare. If he had never mastered the lay, he would never would have been chosen to play for Saul and Saul wouldn't have been familiar with him. If he had never killed the lion and the bear, Saul would have never let him face Goliath and the Israelites wouldn't have accepted David as king. If David didn't prepare, he would have squandered the opportunity, but he did and it led him to becoming king. I want to talk to someone. You may be in a season of waiting. Maybe you have been waiting for a long time and you are starting to wonder if God will ever bring about his promise. The fact is, you can trust the process. Amen? You can trust the process just like David did. Let your faith be strengthened. Know that God is preparing you today 
for what he wants to do through you in the future. Amen. He is teaching you to trust him, to be bold in faith, and he is also growing your character and is fine-tuning your gifts. Amen. Trust him. The process is bringing about the promise. Hallelujah. Stay blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.